Are you ready? Go. Let's go. Boom. Oh, wow. Today is one it bitter. What are we drinking today? We're having ethical, rich, rich coffee, coffee ladies man. and gentlemen. And today, out of any other day, is the day where we need it most. We've been sleeping for about four hours every night now for the past few nights. Multiple things have happened. As you guys know, we're excited about today's podcast. We've got a very, very cool guest. Um, we had to do some research about that, of course. We had Wonder Dynamics video that's coming out, Farah. Oh like my god, that's gonna be crazy. Today is the last day of processing that video. We have put, we have put how we generated the script using GPT-4, how yeah. we did the post-processing, and now the main video will go out tomorrow. It's it's gonna be crazy. So we're trying to finish all of these stuffs at the same time, and so sleep is definitely lacking. However. Of course, we got our drug every single episode, and today's drug is the ethical bean. It is pretty good. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, like, I like it. I like it. It's, it's not that bad. Okay, but we, we're going to change this next time. We're going to go back to Starbucks, I think. Yeah. Still not sponsored, though. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. So, Farhad, we have to address the elephant in the room. I just talked about it. We got one of the coolest guests for today's podcast, and I'm just fucking excited. But before I let you even bring him on, I just want to say to every single person watching right now, Thank you so much for staying up until now. So many episodes have come out. So many cool guests. And we're just going to keep doing this every week. As you know, we've doubled down. Now we have two. Two so podcasts per week. We started yeah. with weekly schedules. Now we were like, oh my God, there are so many people that we want to talk to. Yeah. We have to do two episodes per week now. Yeah. And, and like always, if you have anyone that you like in this space that you want us to talk to, always <laughs> let us know in the comments. We'll check it. We'll invite them. And hopefully when they accept, we'll talk to them. It's going to be fucking amazing. Farhad, who the fuck do we have on today? So who we have today as our guest, you have probably seen him with an VR headset all over social media. Everywhere. I don't think I've seen him without a VR headset. His profile picture is with a VR headset. His LinkedIn is a VR headset. Yeah. Our, our guest is coming all the way from Germany. Ben, welcome to the show. What's hey. up, Ben? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Ben, I have to ask you, you have that VR headset everywhere. And now with the Apple VR headset coming up. Are you going to change the profile picture to the new Apple headset? Good question. I'll probably just generate like some AI new one and just have something like, I'll skip like three versions ahead with like, you know, something like that. I, I like that. I like that. But I, I, I actually want to know, are you team Meta? Are you team Apple? Or do you not take any sides? Are you like, you know what, whatever technology is better, I'm going to go for that. Yeah, whatever technology is better, because I have my whole setup. Um, I use like Meta headsets since years. I've actually only owned the, the Meta ones just because I like how they work. I like how, yeah. you know, the, the first one was just plugged into my computer. Then they started going wireless. I love that. Um, now I have, uh, yeah, I have one that's plugged always plugged into my computer. Plus I have the, the MetaQuest Pro and I just love, you know, being flexible. Um, but I have my my systems the way I like to work. And as long as that all, you know, all of the, the tools that I like to use carry over to like the Apple headset. And let's say that experience is better then I would switch. That's just how it is. Yeah. So so what, what are your expectations now from the Apple VR headset? Because I think this is the headset that is coming up with a lot of hype. I think they probably wanted to announce it in February. Everyone was posting about it. I saw photos of it. Yeah. Then they said, oh, not yet. Now they are saying maybe in June, but I mean, nobody knows. And the thing is like, it's, it's rumored. I mean, they, they haven't really said, yes, we're coming out with it. It's always a rumor that comes out first. There's always these photos that get released online. You never know what it's going to actually look like. But I think everybody sort of gets an idea of, okay, you know what? I think it's happening this year. 
First of all, do you think it's? I mean, I don't know. I might. I I haven't done the the full research about this. Do you know if it's actually coming out? And also, what's your expectations? Like Farhad said. Yeah. So in terms of knowing if it's coming out, I'm not even saying anything about that anymore because of exactly what you mentioned. It's been delayed, and and then everyone's all of a sudden was like, it's it's about to be announced, and um, I'm just. I decided like, okay, I'm just going to wait till we actually know more or they give like a, an official uh, date. But um, yeah, I think it's so often in the past years, there's been that moment where, okay, now Apple's doing it, like Apple's doing AR, you know, mm -hmm. AR kit and all that stuff. Now it's, now people are paying attention. Now the developers are, are moving in that direction. So I think we're all kind of expecting like, is this going to be a game changer for the whole XR industry with um, if they can keep up their level of quality and uh, like the mm -hmm. due diligence that they've always done when they've brought out a product, this could be really exciting. Um, so I'm definitely uh, optimistic and I think it will probably be, be that way, um, but we will, we will see, yeah. You know, I, I gotta say, first of all, I completely agree with you and um, I've, I don't call myself an Apple fanboy. Uh, I mean, <laughs> okay. I, I do use Apple a lot, but it's not like I don't have an Apple laptop or, you know, I, I have a PC because it works better for me and what I do in the 3D world. I'm very logical about that. I'm not trying to say, oh, I'm an Android guy or an, app, uh, an Apple guy. I, just like what Ben said, if I see the technology is working better for me, I'll go for that device. And Apple, for m most cases, I would say, does it really well. When you talk about the iPad, the iPhone, you know, the MacBook. The thing is, though, you got to respect Meta for, you know, I mean, going back to when they acquired Oculus and they, when they started working on Oculus and they really developed that technology. And from what it looks like, Apple's just been watching, you know, seeing like, okay, these are the mistakes. Yeah, These are what they're doing right. I'm just going to fucking wait, make sure it's ready and then we're going to go in. And the thing is, any single, every single time they went in, they did a marvelous job. Like you got to say, mo like 99% of the time when they go in, the product works really well. And just like Ben said, that's when everybody else actually starts yeah. investing time in. You know, right now, you can look at Ben as an, an early innovator in the space. He's creating all these, you know, cool videos. You even mentioned it yourself. You're prototyping in your bio, right? But whereas the moment when Apple comes in, that's going to become like mainstream. That's usually what happens. So my, my, my sort of concern is, how big is this going to get the moment Apple comes in, right? How much is this landscape going to change in like a couple of months? And how easy is it going to be for developers and creators like us, like yourself, to create? Are they going to be providing like a new platform for everyone to create? Like how, how crazy is this shift going to be? That's like something I'm always thinking about. Yeah, um, I especially that last thing you just said about that platform. I mean, obviously, they're going to give us something to work with. And... I don't know if you guys have had this kind of idea, but um, I was thinking about okay, you know, I've been I've been working a lot with Meta Spark, and I also mm. was dabbling um, a good amount with Lens Studio. But then, with mm. when Effect House came out, I was just thinking like, all right, do I want to now also do this right now, or do I want <laughs> to start working on some of the other things I'm interested in? And like, part of me. It's kind of excited about um, like web AR taking over or something like, you know, like uh, Apple announcing something like, hey, this like this will cover a lot more ground uh, than trying to have to. 
I don't know. It's like, okay, you guys, how you guys use Premiere and After Effects, for example? Uh, yes, yes. Okay, yes. something that drives me insane is that that's from the same company, but the you do things like like that's chroma key in one of them and yes. it's it's something in the other and it's I'm like different even trying, though like, they're supposed to be the same yeah it's like why are you trying to <laughs> yeah. make me learn different anyway <laughs> that's just a little uh, a little rant that i have always ready to go but yeah so i mean i'd be crazy excited about um like like one really strong platform coming out and um kind of being for me being able to really focus my effort in that and just and um, bring in all these other interests that I have, like with 3D and and be able to channel everything and then bring that into that platform um, versus right now, like especially with the effect house thing, I feel like I'm, I'm starting to stretch myself thin. Uh, too yeah. thin, yeah. 100% yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you, 100%. We have the same fucking problem yeah, every like day. One, like another one and then I go in, I was like, can you guys just make everything looks the same and feel, I mean, concept is similar. Yeah. You don't have to relearn the concept, no. but how do you get to the point? How do you want to really achieve that configuration? And the, that is the part that is different. And the question is, how many softwares do you want to learn to do the exact same it, thing? That's, right? That sums it up perfectly. Yeah. I think that's... It's like... Yeah. It's like even for me, so I switched from Premiere Pro to DaVinci Resolve. I know I'm going to get some love and some hate equally for <laughs> that. But switching, like I remember for the first two, three weeks, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like I'm literally learning to do the same exact thing in a different software. Very beneficial though, because I genuinely love the way DaVinci Resolve works. I do miss some things about Premiere, but I just love how DaVinci does have everything that After Effects has and Premiere all in one oh, software, cool. essentially. Yeah, and, and I mean, they say it's free, but the moment you actually want to start using it properly, you got to pay like for all the cool stuff that they have. Um, and it's like a perpetual license. So I've, I've, I bought it, you know, and I'm using it and I've fallen in love with it. Like, and I like the change a little bit, but I want to touch on one thing completely unrelated to what we were talking about. One, one thing you brought out about like Premiere and After Effects being different. The reason why I love Blender so much, and I think you use Blender yeah. as well, and, and Farad has seen me use Blender, he's gotten into Blender himself, and I think everybody who uses Blender agrees with me, is how intuitive that software is. How the, the control R, like to rotate to scale, actually works across all the different tabs. Like you wanna scale a node, it's the same way you scale it as if you would scale an object in the 3D scene. Like the way everything works within that software is so well designed that I think a lot of other softwares can learn from. Cause I know when Farah was getting into like Effect House in the beginning, he was like, okay, there's some things that don't work quite well here. Does not make sense? Some th I mean, you have to go back and read things and I'm like, oh my God, I've done this before. And I always ask this question that do I want to, for example, go really deep into Lens Studio or Sparkier and learn everything? Or no, should I spend time and do two or three filters on Effect House? Uh, which, which kind of guy you are? You want to go deep in one thing or you want to spread your web all over? It's, it's, a, it's a tough choice. It's I've, a really tough choice. I've been battling. I've been in that same kind of thought process and thinking about it. And I kind of made a weird decision. Well, not a weird decision. I made a new decision uh, recently. <laughs> and it's to learn. And I haven't started yet. But I'm actually going to go Unity. Uh, start learning for AR um like mobile stuff so web that ar jump into um apple because i like mm. i'm betting on that a little bit but they're based a lot of their stuff on unity and i think it's gonna be um i'm just gambling a little bit but i think it's gonna be i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't even say you're gambling i think unity, unity huge, like yeah, yeah, yeah exactly if you if you do start out with like let's say blender cinema 40 whatever 3d software and then 
you kind of want to after a while branch out either into Unreal Engine or Unity, yeah. right? Unreal Engine to create like really sick cinematics or or like games, especially with like the realistic meta humans that are out there. But it but Unity, of course, for like the wide yeah. use cases that you have. So I think you're making the right choice. I was at that very road myself. <laughs> I chose Unreal Engine, yeah. right? And of course, I have days where I'm like, fuck, did I make the right choice? Because Web AR with 8th Wall, Niantic yeah. works with Unity, if I'm not mistaken. And like this, it's been something we want to jump in for a long time now. Have you tried 8th Wall, Niantic with Lightship? No, uh, no, I haven't. Because um, I've been in a, not putting it off, but I keep then doing something that's like gives me more of an instant gratification in the 3D realm or video effects. Um, but I've, you know, made that decision to, uh, that unity, it also what you said, like it's, it's a very flexible, it's very, um, it touches way more than just games. Uh, and I thought mm. like this could be, uh, maybe down the line, the most beneficial one to learn. So yeah, haven't, haven't got into it yet, but I've made the decision, which is sometimes the, the hardest part. <laughs> yeah, but, no, but do I you agree. guys see? We are talking about one topic and how many software is coming yeah, out. Like it's, it's really crazy. And and like people and I really want to talk to people who are not in this space and want to jump in and they don't have any experience. And based on your experience, you've been through all these different learning curves with all this software. If someone wants to come in now, like, oh, I want to get into AR. I want to get into VR development. What would be your advice to them? Because now you have tried so many things and now you know how hard is it to, you know, stretch yourself between these stuff. Like, how should they start? What is the first step? So I would, I mean, I'm still like a little biased, but I would say uh, Metaspark is a great way to get into it because they have great templates. And the, the biggest reason I think is that, like when I've searched stuff on YouTube, that has the biggest, uh, like essentially a library of oh you'll you'll find a you'll find some help here mm. you'll find a tutorial here and I think that that's a super big advantage when you're trying to learn something because then maybe you won't hit those kind of that frustration wall because you actually always you always find a way to keep going. I could imagine though that Effects House. Um, which is the one that I have the least experience of them with, but I could imagine as that grows, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with, with TikTok, but um, that's where a lot of the creators in that space are reporting the big views from, from effects house. Yeah. So yeah. Um, if someone is new and it could also make sense, why, why does yeah, my, yeah. Might as well just start there. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you're looking for that dopamine, Effect House is the way to go. Like I was just, I was like, okay, let me try. Let me yeah. try to just create one filter and just put it out. I created one filter. I used OpenAI Dolly, created yeah. everything using that. It took me two hours. It was a simple face filter. It got 60,000 views. I was like, oh my God. I don't even, God. yeah, it's, it's fucking, it's yeah. like exactly like putting up a video on TikTok, how like yeah. your video can just randomly get like 60,000 views. The same thing can happen to your AR filter, whereas that probably won't happen on Instagram or um, on, on Snapchat. Yeah, especially yeah, for like a new user. But that made me think because I saw so many people posting that in the last months, how many incredibly huge amount of views they got on TikTok. And then kind of for the first time, I started asking the question like, but is it true? Or is it just a number? <laughs> you, you know, on LinkedIn, I see everyone is top 1% creator. I don't know if you see that <laughs> post. I was like, how many top 1% we can have? And then when I look at the numbers, they are in millions 
or sometimes I think billion. billion I'm counting yeah. the zeros. I've, I'm I'm counting zeros. I've seen I'm like, the billion ones. One, yeah. I'm like, wow. But again, yeah, you you would never know. And I'm really thinking, like, as a brand perspective, how much of those really help the brand to get awareness? I'm not even talking about conversion because that's something that probably you cannot even measure. But at least, oh, oh my God, we created something. Now a lot of people know about us. Yeah. Like those kind of things is really hard to measure, I would say. I, I actually have a couple of questions that just popped out after talking about this. First things first, we talked about learning. You brought up, you know, going to YouTube for Spark AR. What's your way of learning something new in 3D? Do you go to like Udemy? Do you just randomly search on YouTube? Do you like to go through a linear sort of process of someone with a 30-day course? What's your plan for Unity, for example? How do you recommend people learn? So directly for Unity, directly to Unity for their AR mobile course. Um, because I saw that okay. and I spoke to someone who works at Unity and I said, what do you think? And he said, yes, I was involved in that. It's great. And I said, let's that's that's the one for me but with um like spark it was uh youtube videos i liked a lot what was being done there and wasn't super into the documentation on their website back then but then when i had mm -hmm. more recently i think last year even saw that they're the stuff they have such a good video series there i actually uh recommend people there now when people ask me hey how should i get started i say uh Go, go to the MetaSpark. They have great video series and like three different levels to get you ready to rock. So um, yeah, and then personally, I've loved uh, giving myself challenges. So I've um, mm. uh, like right now I'm taking a, like a rigging course that's also I just found and and it has, you know, the different steps. And then I give myself the the uh, the goal to do one a day and um, when it's like an eight minute video, I'm like, yeah, it's, that's easy. And then once a 30 minute video, you know how it is. Like, oh. <laughs> you end up taking like hours to, to finally finish it. But yeah, so that's cool. Well, we have a lot in common. We're, I, like we do the same thing. So I mean, not for the past month or so since we started the podcast, we haven't had time to yeah. do it. But we had like uh, for a while, we had a one hour session early in the morning. So when we wake up straight to the computer, one hour session. I did exactly what you did personally. I did the animation and rigging course by Piek to Design. His stuff is is phenomenal. Uh, and I was like learning animation. And there was like like you said, eight minute videos and twenty minutes. I'm like, oh shit, today's <laughs> gonna be a tough one. But it's that baby step that you take every day that I think is is amazing. And also at the same time, I do like it when the whole tutorial is packaged for you. I find that to be a lot more tempting and more motivating to begin with. So when you know, okay, this is going to be a 30-day process and this guy has planned it out for me. And that's why I love Blender Guru so much. And I think the whole world yeah. loves Blender Guru because you're going to make a donut. Like yeah. everyone's <laughs> going to make a fucking donut at the end. And it worked so well that everything, everywhere, all at once had it in their movie as well. Like it had so much impact. I don't think, I think that donut is going to like 100 years from now, people are going to talk about that in the metaverse. Like, do you guys know the first thing was like a donut? <laughs> donut. Um, it's definitely going to become a thing. There's one more thing that came out of the previous thing we were talking about. And we, we talked about like how uh, the numbers, are they real? Like you said, for example, on TikTok or whatever. What is important for you as a creator? Because... Of course, views matter. But what do you look for when you're uploading so many pieces of content? What is it that you're looking for? Are you looking for how much engagement is this getting? Are you looking for the few meaningful comments that might come out of one video? What is it exactly that you're looking for that is motivating you to put out all these pieces of content in the XR space? Great question. Um, I was 
was it last year I decided I wanted a new opportunity and I wanted um, to get a new job and I was looking on on LinkedIn and applying to jobs I, I was kind of all of a sudden I was thinking like the job needs to find me that and then I thought okay well how do I make I the job that. find me and I said okay visibility I was like visibility so in January I think it was last year I just started like you know I'd done content before but I just got really serious about it. Like I was trying to get to a point of like one a day, just really producing so much content. And my goal was visibility and it worked. I got a lot of, uh, I got a lot of contract work, I got freelance work. I got a full, full-time position, got offers. Um, so that was the, the first goal of that. So to show what I can do so that those who want that, what I do, not something else. Cause I feel like that's what happened. A lot of even the jobs that I was looking for, I'm like, yeah, I could, I could kind of see myself here. But I think when you show what you can do and who you are, you attract the people that want exactly that. Exactly. What um, so that became fucking right on. Yeah. This is spot on. So, this is so, spot on. So that was the first thing right now. I'm pretty, happy i'm actually like almost like on the verge of being too busy so when i create it's, <laughs> it's the stuff that i like i'm personally just super interested in and yeah i would i would like the views and and the likes because it's the thing of like i posted a video i think like two days ago and i'm like oh i really liked it i'm really proud of it and then every once in a while when i check it i'm like okay it's not it's not getting you know getting, <laughs> okay yeah do you have those moments like we, we have a lot of those moments like we create a lot of content and sometimes i'm like oh my god this does this is not gonna work like this is not it i put those will get a lot of views and i spend time like three four days on a video i'm like oh my god this is the best video I've this is gonna produced. be a hit this is the most complex thing i've ever done 10 views I'm like, yeah <laughs> no me, one gave please. a shit yeah you get those moments too? Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, I think even th there's every once in a while I'll have this idea and I'm like, oh my God, like, like my girlfriend will look over and she's like, what, you know, she knows already because my eyes yeah. are just <laughs> super wide and sitting there, have this idea and I'm like, this is, this is the idea. And then I'm like, this is really going to, this is really going to speak to people. This is really going to do it. And so often those have not blown up. And I, <laughs> um, and I wonder, uh, I think part of it is like, as a team of one, I'm like too close to it. I'm like too in love maybe mm. with this idea. Maybe I'm not telling it from the correct perspective sometimes, you know? I think that could even yeah. be it. And then sometimes it, when you just do a video and it's something that's maybe a little less effort or or, or you're just like, oh, okay, I'll post it. Like So often I'd be like, am I even going to post this? And I, and I do. And then sometimes <laughs> those just do so well. And I'm thinking like, mm. I'm like, I have no idea. How, any, any, yeah. how does this working? We, we what have, is the algorithm doing? Yeah, exactly. We have a, we have, exactly. We have a thing among ourselves, fudding. So, so we fud each other's content all the time. And we fud ourselves. We say that, oh my God, this is not going to work. Oh my God. The beauty, fear, uncertainty, the, the doubt. doubt yeah. And like, it's, it's all the time with us. And, and what we told ourselves is no matter what, we should post it. Yeah. Like we shouldn't care because our personal bias opinion doesn't really help. And to make things worse, Farah's created a daily vlog challenge for us. So not only we are doing that, we are now creating daily vlog on YouTube to put our the whole day what we are doing throughout the day. So to make sure that we are not missing any point in documenting. 
So that's that's also another big challenge that we took. But again, what you mentioned is very true. Like sometimes you have those ideas, but it doesn't translate to people. And sometimes you are like, oh my God, this is so obvious. And people are going wild. I was like, this is genius. This is the best thing yeah. we've done. But this is what it is. Yeah. It's it, it just, um, you know, I think just like you mentioned, when you went hard on it and you started posting every day, that's when you started seeing yeah. the result of people finding you for you. And I think that's true in every single industry like anybody that comes to me and talks to me and wants advice not that a lot of people are asking me for advice but just a few that has ever done i always tell them the same thing i'm like i get it maybe what you're doing doesn't sound like you can create content out of it but trust me you can yeah. you can be a janitor and create content and have like a million subscribers and then end up getting paid like a million dollars to clean places like literally like this is the, the most absurd example but i genuinely believe that is true in today's world and so I think as long as you're passionate about what you're doing and you want to make it work, as much as you might even hate social media and you know the politics and all that, it's just the way to put yourself out there. And it doesn't get any simpler than that. Just make videos every day. We're trying to do that. It's tough. It's not easy. I don't think um, you know if you go back to day one of Benfluencer becoming Benfluencer or us becoming Bad Decisions, I don't think it was an easy choice. I don't think the road has been easy in any way. But... I would say we we all rather do this than go do something we don't love yeah. doing, right? That's true. So I, I would say it's just keep creating content is the, the only way to go about it. Yeah. But if you guys are doing those videos every day, what's the editing time like that? on? <laughs> <laughs> so that's why we slept 2 a.m. last night. So we have a cutoff time of 8 p.m. So 8 p.m. we are behind the computer editing the Actually, vlog. no, it's supposed Seven. to be 6 p.m. Yeah, so sometimes it's 6, sometimes it's 8. Yeah, So so and then it goes until 12 or one or two every night, and then the morning we post it. So it, we are day 30 now, and we, we have survived Done 30 so days, so it's in a month month anniversary right now for <laughs> us uh, of 30 days of vlogging. Wow. The thing is, uh, you know, from, from outside, when you look at it, it just looks like an extra piece of work we added. And of course, when it comes to daily vlogs, since it's about the life of us, and it's not just about like, okay, three second cuts, like how we both create our content on Instagram. This is more like long form, right, on YouTube. It, at first, there's like almost no result, no revenue. Like it's gonna be like that for a very, yeah. very long time. The way we're banking on it is just a way to discipline ourselves. Inspired by Casey Neistat, who was like one of the biggest yeah. you know, daily vloggers, is just a way to discipline ourselves. Because right now, not only do we have the daily vlog, what that forces us to do is to literally cancel everything else in our life, <laughs> whatever else we had planned, everything else. You want to go to the gym? Nope. Cancel today. You want to go out? Nope. Sorry, can't do it. And when we do that, it gives us time to focus like that That six or eight hours extra that we have during the day before we start editing. We're really going to work on that AR experience. We're really going to push that project that we want to push because we are like, we don't have time like, or else we're just going to keep editing vlogs and that's going to be it. So it's more of a discipline. Uh, the creativity, of course, all of that stuff is great, uh, pushing us to create every day. But mostly, honestly, it's about this. It's like military. Right now, this like this house, the studio, it's a is a military like, camp. It's a, it's a freaking military <laughs> camp right now. That's that's wild. But you're done with the thirty days, or you're continuing? No, no continue. No. It's continue. It's infinite, infinite, infinite until infinite. until we give uh, up, kind uh, of thing. Wow. Yeah, so we, we, we are gonna go. We are gonna go. <laughs> and and the good thing about it is because now what we know is. 
people don't want to see us do the same thing every day. Yeah. So I cannot be saying that, you know, oh, I'm cooking pizza today or I'm, you know, cooking, making shake for myself. Yeah. I have to think of the next thing. And that made me go and find out new AI tools to try to be able to create content. If, if not, I would say, like, ah, okay, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but yeah. it's daily. What am I going to do today? Yeah. If not going today, I don't have, yeah. An infinite push, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yes, infinite yeah. push. I mean, you, you're doing a similar thing when you said you're uploading every day. I mean, it doesn't matter which platform it's on. Our one is just a little bit more long form. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Maybe the edit takes a little while longer, but it's essentially the same thing as uploading every day. There's no difference. It's just a way to, to, to get visibility for what you're doing. And we genuinely recommend this to anybody watching. If, you, if you're supposed to do something and you've been putting it off, just fucking do something daily. Like if it's the learning, Unity. You want to learn Unity. You want to learn you know, AR. Just put a daily goal. And I think that's like the best way to go about it. There's no other way. But Ben, I don't want to keep talking about <laughs> us. This is about you. So we can do that for like 10 hours. <laughs> trust me. Um, you posted on LinkedIn about... Um, the metaverse and AI, and I'm just going to code you right here. The metaverse's unveiling was steeped in hype and visionary thinking, whereas AI's emergence was characterized by practical applications and real-world advancements. Do you think, because you mentioned the metaverse and AI trajectory is different, do you think that the metaverse was hyped a little too early for its actual applications, or do you think, no, it was necessary to hype it around, like, you know, whenever the time it was hyped, because people need to just you know, start paying attention. Because when AI came about, like the moment the AI hype was there, boom, all these applications, like you, we can't even keep up with the applications. There's so many. When the metaverse talk came out, like, okay, there's this videos, but then I can't actually get in the metaverse. I can't actually see it. That, that's so what, what is your take right? on that? Like with AI, there was, in the beginning, sure, I think Dolly really started the hype mid-journey. Both of those... I, I think both of those, as they were unfolding, you couldn't get into, they were closed betas, but that opened pretty quickly. All of a sudden you could, I mean, fast forward to today, there's so many tools that you can, you can look at a tool and then five minutes later, you're in the tool, right? You signed up, you yeah. either buy it or free trial. And that barrier to entry just went away because you can use it on your phone and it's just, it's so approachable and it was here and it's, or it is here and it is now. And then if we go backwards, so the unveiling of the metaverse was so interesting because someone, as you guys mentioned, I'm in VR all the time. Um, everything in those vision videos as Mark Zuckerberg started to show, I was like looking at it and I said, yeah, this is the this is an obvious place where we will be going. And then he's like, yeah. And, and he straight up said, this is not something that's like, he didn't say it like this, but he didn't, he, didn't, he said it, essentially saying like, we don't have a product right now for you. This is a vision. We are on our way to this journey over the next decade. And you can't actually do something like that, right? Because marketing people are like, uh, people <laughs> want it. People are asking me, I need to sell this today. So it was like, uh, you know, Gucci's in the metaverse and it was Roblox and it was this. Yeah. all of a sudden things that are all of a sudden the metaverse and the metaverse is here. And, and like the, so the story that was, being given and like what happened immediately after was that those didn't even match up. And that alone is, yeah. is a reason of, of why it was automatically overhyped because it was, yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's, it wasn't there. It, yeah. was, it didn't actually exist. Yeah. It was, a, but when, 
No, the, the question, because you are always in, in the VR, and I, I'm sure you have friends or, or people who come to you. Do they tell you that, hey, don't, like, it, it's, it's, it's just the hype what you're doing? Or, like, do you get those comments from your work because people are not really into Metaverse yet? I think mostly people see uh, then and understand what I'm doing. So, like, the work that I'm doing is is working in VR and working collaboratively in VR, which I think is a super mm -hmm. future workflow that's not now not the yeah. future anymore. Like this is just becoming standard. Uh, through COVID then, the ability to collaborate in VR, it's so it's so obvious um, that, that it's just a better way when, when you try it and um, especially for 3D stuff. And then I think that's going to just trickle down for, for so many things because I've had great conversations that are just like so long. You're just working in there. And even though it kind of sometimes you're talking to like an avatar of a person or sometimes it's just that floating headset uh, of a person, it's still somehow different. It's different than um, when you have that person's actual like, you know, movements. And, and um, so it's just something that I really like. I believe uh, as the technology advances, as our internet speed just become insane, as those avatars become crazy photorealistic, it's, I won't, I don't have any doubt about it. I've often said when people ask me about like, oh, do you still believe in the metaverse or the future of the metaverse? I said, like, this is happening. Like what's being shown will happen. The question is, will we call it the metaverse in 10 years? I don't know. Do we call it the World Wide <laughs> web? It, that part, like, doesn't interest me, right? Because I would do workshops on this. I said, it's just a name. Yeah, these technologies that we're talking about and what's being shown and, and that's all going to happen for sure because it's really cool and it's just going to just keep getting better and it's going to be an intuitive and immersive and interesting and easy experience. And therefore, yeah. It's, it's, it's great what you brought up. And since you're someone that I've seen videos that we've been using it, I've seen you using Gravity Sketch a lot on, on your social media. But what are the other areas? That, I, I have two questions, basically. How long was the longest hour that you spent oh, in VR in a one time? Like, like, I really want to know, like, because I, we personally also, we use it. But for me, it was max two hours. Not because I was, you know, I was having a headache or anything. It was just like, you know, I was done. I didn't work with anyone. I was alone. So after two hours, I came out. But I want to know, like, for you, because you're all bit, like, how long was the longest hour? I'm going to go, probably, I'm pretty sure it's probably, like, in the four-hour mark, you know, just well, hanging okay. out uh, with someone talking, working on on stuff. It was the plugged-in headset, so there wasn't the battery issue either. Um, but, like, I'd say my average is, my average time on daily is between, like, if I really don't have time, probably still in there, like, 30 minutes. But it's probably averages about, nice. like, an hour or so, just because I don't have, in general, I don't have that much chunk of time to, to do one thing. That's more about that. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And, and what sort of things you do in VR? So I know that you are, you are working a lot with Gravity Sketch, but is there any other specific, I wouldn't call it app, but, but like work that you do? Is it like meeting with friends or with other creators? What other stuff that, you know, you do throughout your day in VR? Yeah. So I mean, it's become super gravity sketch focused, honestly. And I yeah. have like my yeah. gravity sketch crew. Um, and, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so we meet up and we work together and we have uh, like um, monthly meetups called the metaverse artisans and we have like discord and everything. And we, we have our own, uh, I think we just started uh, Instagram like last week. 
um, yeah, so it's a really cool community of. Wait, is this is this an open group or is this a, like a close private group? Because it sounds very interesting. I'm sure there's going to be some people in the future that might want to join yeah, this group. Yeah, you just uh, we we are we let people in. We just check that your the your gravity sketch level is uh, at the level that we're comfortable with. You're not a noob, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come just start drawing and destroy all the objects that everyone creates. We check, we check your sub D models, stuff like that, and then yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, we, if if people are listening to this and interested, and you're a huge gravity sketch fan, check us out. Um, um, how do they check you guys out like is it on your page or do you guys have a separate page on Instagram that they need to go to DM you guys yeah, how's, the, how's the way new, to do so that I'm just gonna have to look up the exact spelling just in case I don't say anything wrong it's metaverse yeah. underscore artisans okay okay metaverse underscore artisans DM the page is that how yeah, let's people can let's get it or okay. DM me I, I okay. can also I okay can be the, uh... I might make a DM myself. <laughs> yeah, it sounds, hey, sounds well. I've been very lonely in <laughs> VR you know, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for friends in the virtual reality world but honestly we have tried the the VR gravity sketch I was into gravity sketch for for a while actually and I was working with my friend in there he's promoting Catalyst. himself to get into the group yeah I'm just saying my <laughs> sub D models are very nice you know they're clean topologies you know I, I can texture model myself in blender as well if you guys need me to um, I'm not expensive all right just letting you guys know but um, no I, like jokes aside I genuinely do believe that VR modeling, it's not to replace like Blender modeling. There's still so many things you can do in Blender that I, I, I believe in VR, it's just going to take you a little while longer because of all the shortcuts and everything that are available and the amount of things that are, you can do in Blender. But I am 100% sure that VR modeling is so much more fun. I've tried it. It's just so much more intuitive when you start grabbing things and moving them yourself. And plus, when you got a friend in there, yeah. like doing it with you, it's just... It's a completely different experience. It's intuitive. It's way easier and faster to learn. It doesn't have that kind of, you know, that factor like when you first open well. Blender and you're like, whoa, because you don't know what any of those yeah. things are. And you're just yeah. like, or then you see from some screenshot of like four windows and you're like, oh, I'm trying to do 3D <laughs> on a 2D plane. Like, oh, this is going to be rough. And I mean, I... Uh, I was kind of doing that at the same time, but then I was doing my serious models in, in Blender for a bit and was just playing around more in Gravity Sketch. Like this is like years ago. And then through, you know, they were opening up the collab features and I met um, my, my closest VR buddy and he was telling me that he makes, because I said, yeah, I, like, I love Gravity Sketch, but it's like, what did I say? It's like, it's not that accurate though, right? You can't do, I forgot what I said. And he's like, oh, I make prosthetics for uh, the medical university down the road using, gra in VR. using Gravity Sketch. And I was like, and then and then wow. you clean it up in, in something else. And he's like, no, no, then right to the 3D printer. And then I went, what? okay, yeah. So that blew my mind and was like also like a, like a shift in my brain. So my process is almost always probably 99% I start in gravity sketch and then I move to blender because it's like you know the whole the sketch is in there but I work so fast I get like 80% 90% of my model done quickly it's fun everything and then I'm just like cleaning up in blender essentially or text okay question question do you model 
quicker and 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 more creatively now that you're doing it in the 3D space or would you say okay oh, all right so sure. you do that more um, because okay. I feel like mm, I'm so uh, such an iterative process like I'll make something and then I'll go back and I'll change it mm. a lot more and I feel like with blender when I work just for some reason I'm way more like kind of kind of point A to point B uh, I think it's right. because it's not as flexible and who I am as an artist and have have had, you know, I used to draw a lot. Actually, f thing funny thing about drawing is I used to just like absolutely love drawing and drew all the time. Then I got an iPad and got into Procreate and every day I was just sitting, you know, we'd be watching TV and I'm still, I'm just doing something. Like I could not not Procreate. And now since we have AI though, I like don't draw anymore. Like it's completely replaced and i think that's kind of sad but part of my brain is like it's just more efficient to prompt the mm -hmm. sketch and then move into 3d and like because yeah procreate process after i got so into 3d became more of a like oh this is my idea part this is my reference image that i'll use in 3d because now 3d is is the thing that i is yeah yeah became like like a bigger passion and but yeah since ai is kind of just like stomped out uh procreate which is sad but yeah but it, it's it's crazy That's... that you brought up that you were drawing a lot and then now you stopped drawing because now you are using ai so i want to really point out to this idea of how do you see ai impacting the creative community is it a creative partner or is it a threat to what they do because from your experience on the drawing side, you're not going to draw anymore. If, if you were someone who made money out of drawing, probably there would be a problem there. But now that you are using that to, I would say that you are faster probably because you are just giving a text prompt. So you now have a creative partner right beside you. How do you see that or how do you balance these, things, these two things? The only way to see it is as a creative partner and move forward with it. Because, you know, I mean, you, you've seen it. We all know all the, the debates and the arguments. But it, in the end, sometimes I look at those things and I go, it just doesn't matter. Because it's here <laughs> and I've adapted and will just continue moving forward because there's nothing else. Like, what else could you do, right? Like, even if you thought like, oh, yeah. this threatens me or my livelihood, I, that sucks. But, like, it's not going to change anything. It's these are powerful <laughs> tools and they're forcing you to evolve your, the way you work, uh, your workflow, everything. So that just becomes, you're just leveling. You've, someone has forced you to level up, even if you didn't yeah. make that decision yourself. It's like as if you're working in a company and this like A-lister just comes in and he knows how to draw, how yeah. to model, how to sketch, and he's learning things every day. It's I think that's the best way to imagine. Imagine the you're intern, working in a like company. A, like intern yeah, this in. intern, you you have like 10 years experience in the company, you're like senior yeah. level, then this intern comes in suddenly, has fire, and he's learning modeling in like a week, <laughs> texturing in like a, another week, you know, he's in texturing. Then he can learn all the softwares, you know, in like in like a couple of months. It's you know, I told Farad, because Farad asked me, I asked him, I said, are you scared for where AI is going? Not in terms of like Terminator stuff. That's another topic. I'm talking about like actually for, for our job and for what we do. He said, no. I said, I wouldn't say I'm scared, but I definitely get worried. You know, as, as someone who started learning 3D and how much effort I put in, you know, I did 
of course, every single day when I wake up and I see a new piece of news, like, hey, I can do this. Now I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay, I spent like two years learning that <laughs> shit. And now like you can do it. And I genuinely like that part of me that did that. Like you said, like you still love drawing. That hasn't changed. But if you still want to create and you want to create content and you want to stay competitive in the market, you have to create quick, right? right? Because if, if, if other people, like people are now completely creating content based on AI, like Messer Grateful. I don't know if you've seen him. You know, he, he started using ChatGPT as a social media agent and he, he, he was at 80K or, or now 100 something K because a, a scam bot attacked his page. But wow. he was at 80K all because of AI. He said like, I'm just going to ask AI, yeah. ChatGPT to help me get to 100K. So when people like that, that's what I say. I say, okay, yes, you can have your feelings about you know AI and they can be negative. But if, People like Mr. Grateful are are spending literally less than 30 days to get to 100K on Instagram where people have suffered for years and couldn't even get to, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50. You have to see it at face value and be like, you know what? It's either I'm going to adapt, evolve and learn how to use this tool or I can, you know, I don't want to even use the term cry about it because I, I also feel that way. Like, I don't think anybody doesn't feel that way. If you're someone who works hard enough, you're going to feel worried because all the time you spend, it feels like you wasted it. But I mean, like you said, it doesn't really matter. I can completely emphasize with your point because all that time I put into the 3D stuff and we are already, we are on like the cusp of tomorrow and announcements of like, hey, cool, you just put your 2D image in and you get a fully modeled, rigged, textured, AI created thing and it only takes 12 seconds to make. I mean, that's going to happen. And then and then we will be forced to start using that, which is partly exciting, but I did love the process. So that's, uh, yeah, I did love, like I'm already talking about it, like it's over. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's in the past. Yes, after this podcast, OpenAI just announced it. It takes to 3D creator. Dude, no, because... It's it's and it's it's people it's you know whose fault it is is people like Ben and and Don <laughs> Allen it, you know why because when you look at people like them I'm talking about normal like people who are watching and not creating content watching you guys like using all these new AI tools they're like oh shit like I gotta keep up and it's true it's our fault as well because it's everybody's fault if you think about it because everyone wants to be competitive right for for selfish or selfless reasons we want to create and we want to share and to do that we have to use the latest tools and like you said whether we want it or not it's happening and Ben Fluencer is going to keep creating content about it bad decisions is going to keep creating content about it Don Allen is going to keep creating content about it everyone in this space is going to use it because it's if you don't you are going to fall behind. It's like it's like companies who decided not to use the internet when you know websites became a thing. Like yes, they could have bitched about the internet all they wanted and started putting ads on newspapers, but everybody who did that probably died out. That's, it's just that's, it's just what yeah, happened. Yeah, that's the best way to say it. And then on the other hand, though, I mean, this doesn't mean drawing is over or anything that's the handcraft is over because that will through all this stuff get a value as well because someone will have like that like. Uh, and I think in the beginning, you could just create content from AI and you could start a whole account where you're just posting AI generated images and people are like, wow, that's fantastic that an AI can do it. But we're at a part where yeah. we're at a point where we all know that that's what AI can do. And like, it's almost yeah. like the value of those keeps getting less and less. Right. Because I'm like, yeah, I can yes. also just type that in and get that result. So like 
there will of course be I soon very famous traditional artists popping up within this space of like within the digital space where they're like just sure. showing what you guys are doing right like all day there's a recap of them painting and that painting I thought already exists now but I think that that will have so much more value because I was thinking about mm -hmm. all this cool stuff like I could put frames all over my home digital frames and I could change every day like oh my theme today is AI generated like warrior animals and then they'd be everywhere right and I, I was somewhere and I saw something really cool and I thought oh like that's interesting that I don't think to put like to to create my own AI visuals and put them up and I double you know I reality checked myself I'm like oh because I somehow don't like they don't have that value for me fully and then I thought, mm -hmm. why do we love, you know, why are you proud if you have a famous artist work in your house? Because you're saying like, mm -hmm. oh, they, only they could do it and they did it and they sat there yeah, and they, they did, did it. it. And that will also, you know, grow in strength. And I don't know, I don't have the, the statistic about this, but this is just something that I saw on a bunch of Instagram videos lately. Like there was like a new dating app called like a day of the week or something and people and, and the new statistic that people want to meet people in real life now in bars and stuff i'm like that's coming from apps made it too easy like before there were the dating apps yeah right people were like oh we have to do it that way that's that's tough and then apps came and it was like oh it's so easy now and it just became like the the way to to meet a person just swipe yeah exactly and then now yeah. it seems from the statistics that I saw, like it's trending in the direction of like, ah, I, I want to meet someone, I want to have like a real interaction. I think that's always, we always go so hard in one direction and then there's a correction. So yeah, so I think if you're like a digital artist, you should definitely embrace these tools and use them so that you are mm -hmm. not, you where you were before maybe a digital artist, you were like, a whole production team now, uh, mm -hmm. an army of one. And um, if you don't want to do that, your your time, I think, will come. Then embrace it. Document your process. Show that. Show your 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 mm -hmm. drawing on paper. Show the whole process. And there are many. I've seen many TikTok, Instagrams, uh, videos about that stuff. So that we are also always fascinated by process. So I think that will survive as well. I genuinely believe that. That perfectly makes sense what you said. But so now that you have embraced all these AI tools and you know you've been using it, what's your favorite weapon of choice when it comes to AI tools? Um, I as of today, of course, because yeah. tomorrow that might yeah, change. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> so was, at the time of recording, no, just today again, I was using both Midjourney and the experimental Dolly version um, mm -hmm. to do to do uh, some visuals. And again today, I was thinking, wow, like right now i'm preferring the flexibility and the variety that the the new dolly model can give me um mm -hmm. because i was trying actually like can you talk about it because Sorry. i saw the videos that you put about the experimental dolly 2 on your instagram what is it about because i like is it open access to everybody and is it a new model because i don't think we can use it yeah i, I think mean, you know like i know a, you can use it of a so it's like it says 2.5 experimental on when I when I use it, um, and it's just really cool because it's just be it's much better than uh, the Dolly two, um, and it can just I think Dolly's strength 
more than mid-journey was different styles like mid-journey mm-hmm. results often have a mid-journey kind of a look and uh, yeah. that's when i was doing the, the same prompts in both of them a lot today i really realized like wow okay uh for for what i'm trying to do right now like dolly's super flexible and i really like that and of course the other weapon of choice is a, a yeah gbt4 is just insane like i use it constantly uh every day for something and uh yeah it's amazing you know if if uh we we have this talk with farhad that in the future i genuinely will not mind hiring a full-time prompter Mm -hmm. i'm just being extremely serious about this i go to mid-journey and i'm typing my prompt i'm like why the fuck am I not getting the results I want? Like I'm, I'm, I'm saying what I'm saying, and it sounds right to me. But I genuinely know because when I go to the general Discord and I see people's like one paragraph, you know, sort of prompt, and they're getting exactly what they're asking for, and it looks beautiful. And then I'm asking for the same thing with one line, and I'm trying to copy a little bit from their code and their prompts, and I, I get something, but I'm never getting the final result that I want. But I know. People who are spending every yeah. single hour of every day learning how to talk to these AIs. And I genuinely believe unless these become AGI and learn how to talk to us, up until that point, people who know how to prompt these AIs will get the most out of it. So if if, if until AGI, maybe let's say that's four years, three years, whatever, I think someone who knows how to prompt these AIs can genuinely create amazing things. And I'm not that person. Like I've tried using Midjourney a lot i get a lot of references but i can never get a final image and i'm like okay i can just go ahead and drag and drop this and use this it's 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 quite difficult for me how 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 good are you talking to the ais right now yeah i um i think that the way that i got into midjourney really quickly was uh i was on their website and you just see the like the stuff similar like to what you were doing that was the best work and then i would look at that Mm-hmm. and analyze like okay there this this part like in the be- the early days mm-hmm. it was always like octane render 8k at the end of everything yeah. or something yeah so i took that yeah. and then i was like oh cinematic lighting and then it basically created like this like cheat sheet of this stuff does this um i don't know i guess i in a way like reverse engineered it i was using this um i forgot what it's called uh uh prompt interp something interpreter and you could put an image in there and then it would mm-hmm. give you break it down into a prompt so it would do like the reverse wow. and that i was using to learn as well um Yo, that's crazy and then most recently i like bounce prompt sometimes off chat gpt4 um so i'll like today i had a very clear image in my mind but um have you guys ever played StarCraft? There's like these bunkers. I have yeah. never played it, but okay. I've, I've watched I needed, the game a I lot. needed this bunker in the snow and it kept, I didn't know like what word to use to to get what I was going. So I Describe it, right? I was just like explaining my my situation to ChatGPT. And I was like, can you help please come up with some like, prompts and some words and suggestions for that and then it was like yeah no problem and it's all this stuff it just started suggesting like like subterranean bunker and i was like ah i like that one you know like all these things i just took it from there so it's like really i just use it as like my buddy in the corner um and and yeah (laughs) so so, uh yeah i'm I'm pretty happy with what i get out of my 
my prompts. Yeah. That's that's good. I I, I I definitely if if there is a course on Udemy or YouTube talking about like how to talk to um, you know artificial intelligence, I would take that course like any day because I feel like again if you know how to prompt these guys, especially GPT four now as well. Like sometimes Farhad is I, I learned a lot about uh, GPT four from Farhad on how he talks to it. Like I was trying to talk to it in a very linear fashion, yeah. but Farhad started like having a conversation with GPT uh, 3.5 actually at the time. You're good friends now. Yeah, they're, they're, they're good friends now. <laughs> and, and, and so I was like, okay, you're supposed to keep a conversation and ask you to change this and change that. And it's working really well now. So I, I mean, I, like I said, I think that's going to eventually change when AGI comes around. And speaking of AGI, I have a question. I'm not sure if you heard about this. I'm pretty, actually, you know what? I, I scratched that. I, I'm sure you've heard about this already since you're in the space. But... That open letter that was, you know, given to OpenAI by Elon Musk, Steve Wozniak, and all these big people in the space of AI or, or, or sort of like tech uh, who signed that paper, um, or even people who used to work at OpenAI have signed that paper. So for anybody who doesn't have a, a, a background story about what happened, just a quick recap. In that letter, they were asking OpenAI to sort of stop developments on upcoming models. Not OpenAI, uh, everybody. Anything stronger than GPT-4 yes. halt the development for six for months. For six months yeah. so they can know what are the, the repercussions of you know stronger models. And so they were raising their concerns. Um, I haven't heard a lot about it over the past few days. I want to know your take on it. What do you think? about someone who's using AI as a tool for yourself. Now, this is past, you know, for designers. This is not about designers anymore. This is about the yeah. world. What, what is your take on where artificial intelligence is going? And if we should be scared, we should be concerned. Terminates our way of being scared. Not, not the job. I think job is the second thing. Yeah. I'm scared for your life yeah. because of AI. <laughs> Again, this is like cats out of the bag here. Everything, it's, just, <laughs> it's not just one company doing it. It's so many companies doing it. It's different like countries doing it. Like it's to, to ask it to be stopped. I mean, in, in capitalism just doesn't even work. Right. Like, and the fact that yeah. Elon Musk is starting, did start his own thing. So someone who's like literally... Mm on you know starting and then says hey guys just like totally selfishly stop, stop, stop for a while while totally i while i work on mine <laughs> guys just pause real quick i don't know there's there's a lot of um, <laughs> yeah you know what it's like it's like hey ben do you mind stop creating content for like a month give us some time to catch up you yeah. know just like stop your content don't grow you know <laughs> we're just gonna work on our content and then you can come back again <laughs> after like six fun. months yeah no i don't know there's i have some questions about that i i don't know um, but, uh, yeah, you, we can't stop it now. We, I'm really optimistic and I focus on the things that I'm excited about all these like amazing benefits that I've already started to see in the medical field, the, the advancements, there are going to be so insane and fast. And I'm super excited about that. Um, I also, I'm excited to have because you know how like so many different companies already are like bringing it in like oh now you can do this mm -hmm. and they're all bringing like these different uh, ai tools into their product and i'm so excited for that to just enter uh like with taxes and like me just not have oh, to. Oh, all yes. of those accounting things or any of those things where 
like you sit down like I'm an adult now and I have to and it's just like <laughs> you know, taking that off of your plate because it's just so much better. I mean, I had it explain I had GBT just explain something about like the tax German situation to me today better than anyone has done before. And I've talked to like three different people about it and it was always just like, it's always the same gist, but like today I was like, oh, now oh, I get it, you know? No, it and and uh, I'm just excited to have so many of those tasks that like, I don't know, you guys know, cre- you're creative. So you, you love doing this. And then yeah. even like you love the editing to, to a lot of, or some mm-hmm. of the degree and, and all that stuff. And then some like, yeah, fill out this invoice. And I'm like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> completely redundant tasks that you are not interested in i would if, say government related work filling yeah. out forms yeah. filling out all these any, things any sort of forms ever Form, like, you know where it's requiring the same things from you your yeah. name your address yeah. all those and the way that they're written often right where you're like you're yeah. like i don't have a law degree i can't even understand like we're not yeah i'm like what you mentioned like, about tax, I'm, I'm like, they are asking it in a way that I shouldn't be able to do it. And yes. I should pay someone to, to do, do it, it for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking agree. <laughs> um, one question. I think he's hiding something. He mentioned that, you know, the cat's out of the bag for AI. He's not scared. But you just mentioned you were looking for bunkers in your design. Are you secretly creating a fucking bunker and not telling us about it? He literally just told us he was looking for bunker Bunker. design. How to make a bunker. How to make a bunker so when AI attacks us, like, you literally just, you just spilled your beans, man. You you did it yourself. I'm not even joking. Um, But jokes aside... I have one thing I want to ask, and I think Farad, actually, we didn't talk about this before because we do talk about the guests that are coming on, sort of throw around some questions. But knowing that you're so optimistic about the future, and we love that about you, what does Benfluencer look like? Not, 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 not appearance-wise, <laughs> not the VR headset you're wearing, but what you're doing in five years' time especially with all these advancements coming, what do you think you'll be doing in this space? Do you think you're still going to be doing exactly what you're doing now? Because that's sort of not possible. I think like a lot of the stuff that you're doing now, probably AI could do it as well, like the modeling part, right? We just talked about this. What do you think you're going to be branching out into and spending most of your time on in five years time or at least hoping to do you know like yeah. Well, well, yeah it since ai if ai can do a lot of your work what would be the thing that oh i i love this i want to focus on this so ai can do the rest so before i started as you mentioned don allen earlier so um i used to be like just the idea guy um for years and i always had an idea an infinite amount of ideas and everything and and when i would work with teams i would be not very hands-on because i'd be like ah, an idea and um and through frustrations that, that happen with like a project not getting done or started fast enough or anything, I, I started becoming more and more hands-on and started building like, I, you know, I was working with AR filters before, but then I started making them and building them so I could test them. So I could see, so I could show already the, like the, the client things earlier and, and um, then, then a team that didn't have the time, you know, to, to do stuff like that. Uh, so, so I started getting more and more hands-on. And then Don, uh, Don Allen's account just really inspired me so much with everything he was doing. And I started joining his live streams and asking questions and, and learning, uh, those things. And now what you see is someone who just does a lot of stuff. Like that's what I do. I create, Mm -hmm. uh, like myself, all of these things. And I think 
I might go back then to who I was before, but the team will be this team of AIs where I will just be like, hey, hey, all right, guys, I got this idea. And then ChatGPT is working on it. AIs, uh, Dolly 2's, or Dolly 6 by then is cranking out the stuff. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe that's what I'll go. I'll, I'll revert, not revert. I'll, I will step up into uh, this like new level of creative director, AI collaborator, something like that. I could totally see that happening and and mm. between now and then i also want to um get more into the ai tools that i haven't been um into like um stable diffusion and working with like the the level of like training an ai model a little bit and um the things that you can do that that go a little bit above what you can do with uh the the more user-friendly interface tools and i think that's probably on my um on my path ahead as well that's 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 really impressive and i think i think a lot of creators would see the same path for themselves because i think what is really important is having that idea to move forward and if you don't know the idea ai cannot help you yeah basically like you need to have unless you, you ask to... chat gpt for the idea <laughs> and then ask it again for the <laughs> prompt on how to make it and then ask the other ai to basically you're just an operator for chat gpt or, or just tell gpt just run my life you know like, like do whatever you want <laughs> i want to go to the beach this is benfluencer this is my page this is what i've done go and figure <laughs> figure out what i'm gonna do for the next 10 years because i i mean that could be possible but i mean there's no point in living if that, that that's what we're gonna do but i i i mean Again, going back to what you said, I think you said it beautifully. What it, what AI is going to allow us to do is it's going to allow us to be more of create, like creating the idea, generating the ideas um, that even AI, like AI can have ideas and they can be great, but you know, your ideas will be always yeah. unique to you and, and you're going to be putting in a meaning to it that maybe AI wouldn't be able to do. And at the same time, you mentioned this, it's the same thing about art you will pay to have people's art, for example, on your wall. And if AI makes the same art, you're, you're not going to give a shit. You're not going to pay a cent for it because it's not Beeple for you if you're a Beeple lover, right? So I think, like you mentioned, it's definitely going to change a lot of things, but at the core of it, we're still going to be the same. Uh, it's just how we're going to adapt and, and create more and create faster. And I think that's the beautiful part about AI. That's why I'm so optimistic about it is it's going to allow us to create faster, Right? right now, businesses can do many more things compared to the year 2000 because of the internet, because of you know, co-working, like you mentioned, in VR. And I think that's just going to accelerate. Now, I, I, I want to talk about an AR tool that was just released last week. I don't know if you guys heard about it. SAM, it was released by Meta, Segment Anything Model. So it, it's, a, it's an AI model that can cut out anything from any image with one click. I saw that. So you can imagine, you'll just put any image, it will automatically segment it, and you can take out that part. And the, the application that they explained for this AI model is in agriculture, medical. It, you can imagine that they will give it an image and will say, oh, which one is rotten? Which one is, you know, which one is the right fruit? Which one is not? So, and it is in AR, VR, mobile, and you, uh, have you heard about it, Ben? Yeah, 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 definitely. But I, I hadn't heard about the... Uh, those examples you said, like with with uh, like what Apple is rotten, and I was thinking how because uh, I started thinking right away, like oh, how would you use this for medicine, or why is that? Um, yeah, but that's very interesting. So, so the images, they, like you give it thousands of images, and you say, hey, find the cancer cells, or find the you know just just crop out immediately. So it's it's crazy how these new tools are coming about, and I don't know if you heard that Meta is also really 
shifting yeah. a little bit more into AI and creating AI tools. So this was their first release. I'm uh, sure they have a lot more up their sleeve. It's just the first one they're releasing. But when you bring that up, like the moment, like uh, Ben said, the moment you mentioned it, I was thinking about all the like the medical tools that you can bring out from that. But actually, selfishly, I'm like, fuck, I, when I want to make a new thumbnail, it's just going to be so much easier to cut myself out now. Like, there's so many things because, like, that process, of course, is automated now with, like, iPhones. You can yeah. just hold it, you know. Um, there's a lot of tools like that. But I think with Sam, when I saw the photo, Sam, right? Sam. Sam. With new. Sam, it's just a lot more accurate and you can do many different parts of the image. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Can you use it now? You can, right? I, I, don't, I don't know if it's released or no, but what, one thing was interesting that you can use it in AR and VR. And that's the first time I see that the AI is coming directly to these spaces and you can use it directly. So that's what I'm really excited about. And I'm thinking, what would be the application for VR? And I'm, I'm thinking, I really can't think of anything yet. But what was the demo was showing that the guy was wearing a headset and for example, it was cooking, and then you could see immediately, you could segment all the ingredients right in front of oh, him. Yeah. Essentially say, in XR, right? Yes. Like when, when you can see through, I think that's going to become yeah. useful when you can see through things. Honestly, just, sorry, oh, no, go but ahead. Then go the ahead. power of that technology is not the, the, the way that it was kind of presented, the way that I also thought of it when I first saw it. I thought, okay, cool, I can cut things out. It's actually the fact that it has this understanding and can give you so like you said in medical field like uh find find the, the cells that are like a tumor cell or something or with the ingredients understand what all of them are and which one you need and give you that added benefit yeah. so that real world understanding is what gives ar the power to be from where we how we're using it right now to like the science fiction level where we all know we were gonna go anyway but that's like that technology yeah. understanding level that was missing and through ai and like all the crazy mm. stuff that's happening in this field is is now being presented to us so so yeah uh i i after this one hour talk now that's we're almost one hour 10 minutes and we're about to finish but i actually came to an understanding because my concern with the ar space specifically not vr just AR, we're talking about like Metaspark, you know, Snapdragon Studio, all this, has always been, when can it push past that level? Because I feel like if you're an AR creator, you know there's this like really visible layer in Quick AR. wall that you hit it every single Yeah, time. and it's the limitation of size, people's phones, you know, like the four megabytes, the eight megabytes, and people, as, as 3D artists, like, fuck, I can go to one GB in like, you know, my scene. Like, I can go that high if I, and I want to, but like, you just can't do that. And I'm like, always thinking about how can we, turn this into something that everyone wants to use outside of, you know, purely face filters that go viral on TikTok, for example, right? We're talking about like really big use cases here. Of course, the face filters are phenomenal. We've done our face filters and we love it. It's, it's really fun. But the actual application that's going to make millions of people use these experiences, now that I'm thinking, I think AI is going to be the one that's going to change it. If Meta starts adding an AI into the AR, so when you actually take out the experience that Ben Fluencer created on his page and he can segment things out, because SnapLens does that too, right? It does have the segmentation with ML, but then when it becomes widely accessible and then you can do a lot more with it, we saw with 8Wall now you can scan a 3D object and clone it and drop it as well, right? Like right there in the scene. Like when all of these gets combined, I think actually AI is going to be the key that pushes AR past its limits and, and make it really widely 
hundred percent. The thing that clients had always said when we were offering a filter, I've been doing stuff for clients with AR for well, going on seven years, but the, the question was always like, oh, wow. uh, but how do they, um, how do, will they use it? How will they get to it? They can just point their camera at it. They just point their phone at it. You know, that's what they mm. want. They want that like maximum yeah. ease. And it was always, no, they have to, you have to go through the filter. We can take the QR code. That'll take them right to the filter. But it was always, they, yeah. they just wanted it that you point your phone at their product, the label of their and product, it and it just works. And I feel like that's now closer than ever because that's solved by mm. AI, what you were saying mm. with it. It understands what that logo is. It can, you know, for every Coke bottle, for every whatever, you can have, you know, Coke then pays Meta X amount of money so that it just pops yeah. the filter up every time um, that camera's even yeah, even near a Coke bottle, even near that label. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just going to be crazy because then it's going to be so fun to use AR experiences because you're like, oh, cool. I mean, Snap did played with that a couple of years ago, even when they just made it so you could scan things, but those weren't like necessarily experiences, but you could scan a cup and it'd be like, oh, this is a coffee cup. And it would suggest some filter that was somehow related or you point out your plants and it tells you what, you know, what plant that is based on the leaf. But anyway, so that's, I completely agree with you. Like that's going to step everything up. Fantastic. Um, sorry, Ben. I just, oh, okay. All right. Our mic is back. I just, I wanted to ask right. if we can change the batteries for the, the, the recorder, but it's back. Okay, perfect. I'm just going to cut this part really quickly. That is exactly what I was thinking about as well. We had a lot of issues with clients as well when they wanted to have AR effects and it's always been like the ease of usability and like you mentioned, I think this is this is the step that is going to change it. And I'm looking forward to it. And since we're also running out of time, I don't know if Farad, you have any questions, but I just want to say one thing. Um, I would definitely love to have you back, especially in, I would say... I didn't feel this one hour. You know, when you said yeah. it's more than one hour, I was like, you know, every single time I have to look at my, my, my watch, but now it's... I mean, it's been great. It's been, really it, it's been phenomenal. And I honestly have like 100 more questions, but I think what will be valuable is whatever we talked about today will be fucking obsolete in like two months. We need to update whatever we talked about because we talked so much about where AI is going yeah. and I'm sure it'll be amazing and fun to come back again and once AI has developed a little bit more, maybe integrated into AR, to come and just look back and see how long did it actually take. Did it actually happen the way we thought it's going to happen or was it completely different? Yeah, so I, first of all, I just want to say, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. After Apple release, we're going to talk about it. That's for sure. You're yeah. going to be the first person that's <laughs> going to come on. We're going to talk about the Apple headset and I think it's going to be amazing. You're going to have to review it for <laughs> us. <laughs> um, but just saying thank you so much, Ben. You've been uh, amazing. Just love chatting with you. It's been really fun. And I learned a bunch of things uh, about what you do and about you know where you stand when it comes to AI, AR, and all this stuff. Um, I One thing I want to ask you, Farah, I know you, you might have something, but just want to let you know if you can tell everybody watching right now if there's anything they should look forward to with your work, if you're working on something that is interesting, or maybe just your socials that you want to share with people so they can go check out everything that you do. Sure. I'm at Benfluencer on Instagram, and I'm uh, Benjamin Desai on LinkedIn, so add me, professional contact always welcome as well <laughs> and um yeah i have a couple just of 
uh, personal collab projects coming up. And then I'm working for Cyber Brokers, an NFT company that I'm also going to be doing more collab posts with on my channel. So I'm doing a lot of new AI experiments uh, whenever possible. Like you mentioned earlier, prototypes, I like to check out what's possible or if I have a crazy idea, uh, I just want to test it out. So I definitely recommend um, if that's something that's interesting for you. Yeah. Check out, check out a app influencer on Instagram. That's where I do everything first. You should hundred percent. That's where I got a lot of my AI news and you know how to use these new tools because Ben always have beta access. So if you don't have access to things and you want to see how those things work, you can check it out as his channel. But really Ben, thank you so much for joining us. It was great. Yeah, 100%, Ben. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing yeah. you again. And also, like Farad said, check out Ben Fluence's page. You're going to get a lot of inspiration, a lot of creativity coming out. And hopefully, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much, Ben. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. See you guys later.